You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Megan. And this is Mickey. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) We are, guys, it's like getting to be the end of summer. I can't believe that it's half or more than halfway through August. Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> I know, we're just getting like, we're having our heat wave in Washington right now. And I'm like, this is the first time it's been like hot, hot out. And is this going to be the only warm weather and then now it's going to be winter next week? I don't know. I kind of hope so. I mean, I like being outside, <laughs> obviously, yeah. but like, I do, I, I don't like the heat. I love September, October. Like, those are my favorite months, so... Like, let's just, yeah, but I mean, this year I'm kind of dreading the fall, but yeah. um, speaking of the fall, we have a really fun episode. I say that every week. I know I do. And I'm working on some new lingo for these episodes, <laughs> but we have, it really is a fun episode. Like when we got off of this call, I was telling Mickey, like my cheeks hurt so bad from smiling, just talking to our guests. She is a teacher and we just asked her all of the questions about this upcoming school year, distance learning, and she just kept it real, but was also just like such a treat to talk to. Yeah, yeah, she is. She's really sweet. We love her, and I know you guys will too. Um, but before we start talking back to school, um, let's dive in with our highs and lows. Let's do it. Do you want to go first? Um, sure. So let's see. My high. Um, on Sunday, I guess that was yesterday, um, we went over to my sister-in-law's house to go swimming. And the we have um, kept our socialization very, very intimate. So we've seen like my husband's parents and my parents and his sister and her family and that's it. And we know where everyone goes and we feel safe with them, which is great. So we went over there and um, so the grandparents and aunt and uncle and cousins and all of us which is like maybe 10 people not even um all got to go swimming together and it was so much fun like especially to have his parents in the pool like I haven't swam with them in years like to climb up that ladder and get in there like above ground pool was you know not easy but um it was so much fun to just relax and it was only for like an hour or so but it was just like it felt so fun and normal to be Mm -hmm. outside like splashing around with everyone and yeah it was it was like the highlight of my summer so far I think yeah it was really cute um let's see my low um on Saturday um our good friends their daughter um had their three her third birthday I'm like how do you say that third birthday party (laughs) and um my husband has like his three best friends from high school. They were all in each other's weddings. We all have kids and like go to each other's kids' birthday parties. And that's how we like socialize and see our friends. Um, I just started like really, I was like, okay, well, yeah, we're going to go to this party on Saturday. But I was like, they were very open on their invitation. Like, you know, whatever you're comfortable with. If you want to just drive by, like mm-hmm. we'll come out with masks and say whatever. If you want to come and hang out in small groups, whatever. Like, oh yeah, okay. I didn't really think about it until a couple days before, and I was like, I don't, I, I we can't go, <laughs> like, we yeah. cannot go to this. And my husband's like, no, that's totally fine. I was like, I just want to talk about it, but 
I, at this stage, I love that we're able to hang out with his family and I would not feel okay mm-hmm. hanging out with people that, I mean, if you're going to hang out at a birthday party, you're probably comfortable hanging out, you know, socializing more than what we're doing now. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, I just, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't feel comfortable doing that. And then being around our family, like if we went and then we were going to like quarantine ourselves for a couple weeks, like I, that would be the plan. But at, at this point, I'm like, I just, I can't. And he's like, okay, yeah. And I'm like, thank you for being on the same page. I actually started crying. I was like, thank you for being on the same page, as, <laughs> you know, with me. Because it's such a hard time. And there's, you know, so many different levels of comfort that people are going through right now, too. So to actually, like, speak up and, and miss out on something like that was, it was hard. But also not as hard as I thought it would be. Yeah. I was very, like, you know, I'm making... I'm thinking about my children and my husband, but also our family. Like it's mm-hmm. more important to me that we can feel comfortable like seeing our parents, you know, yeah. than than that. So it was a big deal to to do and it was sad to miss out, but it felt good doing, you know, what I thought was safe and comfortable for my family. So Yeah. I think more people need to have that mindset. You know, it's not just about you in that moment, you know, looking at the bigger picture of your family or your other loved ones that you're around or just your community, you know, and kind of speaking up for what you do and don't feel comfortable with. Good job. Yeah, I'm proud good. of you. That's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. It was, but yeah. What about you? Turned high kind of. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> My, let's see. My high, I guess just in general, like this social distance masked life is starting to feel a little bit more normal, I guess, which I don't know if that's a high or low. It's, <laughs> I mean, that's good, but it's also kind of sad. Um, like I, you know, I'm like used to seeing people and not hugging them and like, it doesn't feel so challenging. Like it wants to, at least this week, right. I'm feeling yeah. good about it this week. And we've been kind of getting out more, which at the beginning we were, we being me and my husband followed suit thankfully (laughs) we're just like very 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 paranoid and overly cautious which there's nothing wrong with that um but for our own sanity we've just been starting to slowly get out and we're finding ways to responsibly do so which at the beginning it was like covid is literally everywhere and everyone has it and i'm gonna i carry it and we can't go anywhere or do anything because it's not safe Mm -hmm. and now it's kind of like okay we're gonna wear a mask and keep our distance and wash our hands and you know that's all that we can do and if we get COVID from doing that I mean at least we know we're probably not spreading it um and just kind of feeling at peace with all of that Mm -hmm. um it was really helpful on yesterday uh Sunday my husband and Nora and I found this beach um it's called like Copeless I think that's how you pronounce it and it's kind of near ocean shores but it was 96 degrees in Olympia yesterday. So we were like, let's go to the beach. It was 75 there, which was amazing. And we knew Ocean Shores was going to be packed, which is like the closest big beach to us. So we found this little beach, like just off the beaten path. There was hardly anyone there. And it was just the most beautiful, like people around, but so far apart. You didn't even have to think about it. And, you know, just stuff like that has been really really helpful for my mental health for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, my low is the complete opposite of helpful to my mental health. And 
it's just really becoming a problem. I just want to just kind of vent about social media these days, I guess, for my low this week. Um, you know, for me, social media is I need it for my job. Obviously, it's a big part of what we do with Boss Ladies and Babies. I market things for real estate on social media. It's, you know, social, how we're keeping in touch with people right now. But the divide in our country is just so intense, as we all know right now, that it, I mean, it's just like, it's just getting really hard to handle to the point where I'm like, do I just need to not have social media anymore and like find another way to like do business that every single time I get on to specifically Facebook, I'd say Instagram isn't Mm -hmm. that bad. I see a, and I'm doing air quotes here, friend or family member basically calling me or people who believe what I do horrible names. Like let's have opposing views. Let's either discuss them or not. If, if we don't see it going to a positive place, but let's not call each other names. When did just the blatant hatred become the normal and just being so cruel and so mean to people that are on your friends list, maybe your friends or family in real life. Mm-hmm. Like when did that become okay? If you have a opposing political view from somebody else, if you don't, want to wear a mask or you do or you don't support Black Lives Matter or you do or you're voting for Trump or you support Biden. I mean, just if you can't be productive or, you know, have an adult debate about it without being mean, just don't. What's the point? Mm -hmm. It's just so it's just so hurtful. And I know a lot of us are feeling this way. And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just really struggling with it. Every time I get on my phone, for something that's supposed to be fun, I I get off of it upset. Yeah. So. Yeah, I absolutely 100% feel you. Um, I just listening to you, like, describe it that way. It's almost like when everyone was, like, so concerned about kids and teenagers with online bullying. Mm-hmm. Oh, everyone's hiding behind the, you know, the keyboard and they can say whatever they want and that's horrible. Okay, well, now our parents and grandparents and like all, every generation, not like our mm-hmm. specific mm-hmm. Family, but you know, all ages are doing that. Like everyone yeah. feels so damn brave because they can copy and paste an article they found on the internet. I'm sorry, didn't we all learn that like okay, any idiot can edit Wikipedia. Like You can find any information on the internet, true or false. That doesn't fact check if you're going to share something. But I think where I am about to go, and maybe you should consider it too, is um, not unfriending everyone, but unfollowing some people Mm -hmm. for right now. Um, Yeah, I, I, I go on Facebook and I like physically get like sick. I'm like, I just don't understand First of all, it's hard to understand other points of view, especially when you feel so passionately about it and just cannot comprehend how other people can even think some horrible, awful things. Mm -hmm. But also, yeah, also just the way that they're talking to each other is insane. Well, and by all means, like, this is America. We have freedom of speech. Like, sometimes I feel inclined to post something 
you know, especially these days, sometimes I'll feel inclined to post something political, but I'm not looking for any, I'm not looking for anything. I'm just, you know, I feel passionate about it and I want to share it, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I'm trying to use my voice and do the right thing and speak up and spread awareness and be an ally, you know? And so share what you believe. Fine. I might not agree with it, but I'm not going to go onto your page and try to start a fight with you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to post on my own page calling people with opposite views from me, horrible names. You know, I just, I don't understand why that's okay. I just really don't like there's enough horrible things happening right now. There's obviously such a divide. Let's not make it worse guys. Let's just all like stay in our lanes. If that's what you believe, fine. If you want to share it, fine. You have the right to do so, but let's just be freaking nice. Like we're grown ups. Right. Yeah. And all we have right now is each other, especially when it's our friends and family. Like, we're feeling isolated enough and then to feel like you can't turn to like certain people and feel safe and like connected yeah. with them is yeah extra hard. Yeah. Cause guess what? When this whole pandemic is over and everybody goes back to whatever normal life is going to look like, like your words aren't going to just go away. You know, mm-hmm. the things that you said and did and the way you acted during this time is probably going to impact your relationships in real life. Like, I know right now Facebook feels like real life, but it's not, mm-hmm. It, but it's going to carry over into it. So that's my little rant on that. Cause yep. I just, I, I mean, if anybody hears this and thinks like, Hmm, maybe I can be a little bit nicer on social media today, or maybe, maybe I won't try to start a fight on social media today. Like then oh. we did our job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very anyway. true. <laughs> oh, no, I, I yeah. I'm with you. Yep. I'll you. Well, let's get down to business. Before we got into our main topic tonight, we wanted to announce the winner of our giveaway. So we had a um, fun little giveaway on Facebook and Instagram, a boss lady and boss baby um, hat set, which was really cute. And so we drew the winner this week and the winner is May and Jay designs on Instagram. So congratulations. Thank you all for playing. Um, it was a really, you know, easy entry, hopefully for all of you. And, um, we'll try to get some pictures from May and Jay when they receive their prizes and show you guys how cute the set is. Cause we're pretty excited about it. So for the main part of our show tonight, we want to talk back to school. Um, We have the amazing Brooke joining us tonight. Um, She has been a teacher for 22 years. She teaches usually kindergarten, first or second grade. Um, She's got a 12-year-old son named Ellis. And she came on and just let us ask all the school questions and give us all the information that she has, even though this is such a, it's such a unknown time for everyone. I think even the teachers and administrators in school I mean, they've got some great plans now, but no one knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Like, no one knows about this pandemic, what's going to happen. So um, it was nice to have someone to talk to that has some inside scoop and experience. So, yeah. Yeah. So let's welcome Brooke to the show. Hi, Brooke. Welcome to the show. Hi. Is it weird if I call you Pinky? I know. It's taken so much like, for me to call you Brooke. I'm like, okay, I got to practice. 
I got. Okay, Mickey. Okay, yeah. Mickey. Can you guys tell the tell the reasons behind those names in case oh. people don't know? Yeah. So yeah. Mark and I know each other from roller derby. We went through booty camp together. We were teammates. And in roller derby, you have like your derby persona, derby name. And so mine is mm-hmm. Pink Pansy Dropper. So everyone calls me Pinky. And I'm used mm-hmm. to calling Brooke Honey. Yeah, because I'm Honey Rider, or was Honey Rider. Yeah, and uh, it's stuck. Like, that's how I get to know her first. And then, as Mickey, the mom, and the boss lady, and all the other was- wonderful, awesome, and the partner to Mike, and yeah, PTA guru, and all that. So. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know your yeah. name was Brooke, and so Mickey kept talking about Brooke, 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 and then when I... When she said honey, I was like, oh, wait, that's honey. I've met her. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I think we did meet at least once or twice. Yeah. 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 Derby names, just once they happen, they stick. There's some people that I still am not entirely sure on their real names, and that's okay. Hey, that's okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, we really wanted to talk to a teacher about everything that's going on with school right now. Um, so we're super excited that it's you and we get to talk to you tonight. Um, we gave yeah. you a little brief intro, but why don't you go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Okay, so my name is Brooke Jillian and I am a Washington native PNW. I, uh, I've been teaching uh, this fall no matter how we start, it'll be 22 years in the biz. So I've been doing it for a hot minute, primarily in kinder and first and second grade. Um, let's see. I still like my job, even though we have major challenges right now. Um, yeah, I have an amazing little guy, Ellis. He's 12. He's 12. Oh, He's 12. Crazy. He's 12, right? Yeah. Um he came to one of our derby photo shoots and he was like three and four. Oh, yeah. So little. So mm-hmm. little. Um, he's great. He's been amazing through this whole process. Like be- having to grow up a little bit sooner than he needed to for some reasons. And then um, he's been doing really good with online learning and uh, has been, we've both kind of been bummed that summer's been canceled because we normally do so many things. Uh, but we've been trying to still do some last minute hurrahs so that's a little bit about me in a nutshell nice where did your spark for teaching begin and the path that got you into teaching so everybody who I have hung out with and talked to they've had like multiple very diverse uh careers in their past like somebody did fast food or somebody did retail or you know you've all your college jobs right whatever you're gonna waitress or whatever and I'm thinking what did I do besides kids like I've always always I started out as a neighborhood babysitter Mm -hmm. right and then just that like okay this is what I know how to do and then when I was in college I worked at a daycare center and then I worked at a private school and while getting my degree and so it just kind of stuck like I really just had experience with kids and maybe this is probably what I am intended to do like I like it they don't drive me crazy all the time and (laughs) you know I mean the truth is yeah yeah your kids drive us crazy sometimes but we still love them and and and, but 
Yeah, so I think that must, like, it just sort of naturally happened that way. So there wasn't, like, an aha moment, like, I'm inspired by this teacher, or blah, blah, blah. I did have amazing teachers. I really did. Um, but it was more like I've always just ha- taught and been around children, from nannying to childcare to daycare to private schools and public schools. So, yeah, it's pretty much all I've done. So, I'm like, I wouldn't, like, if 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 we don't go back or if they make us go back and I'm not ready to go back because I don't want to expose my family to COVID and I like, okay, I'll just, you know, say goodbye to teaching and try something new. And I'm like, I don't know what I would do. What I've not, yeah. I've not done anything else. I've done kids. Yeah, you're a yeah. lifer. So, yeah. 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 So that's kind of how it happened. But yeah, yeah. It's been a good, it's been a good gig. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome to kind of feel like you know what you want to do and you're meant to do it and not having yeah. to go through like the struggle of trying to figure out what you want to be yeah. when you grow up. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. And I did start uh, I mean at typical age, you know, when I was twenty five probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started went to school for I kinda do it, did I'm practicing my career is what I went to school for. So I feel like that's sort of like validating paying for that degree kind of thing, you know? (laughs) So yeah, it's, yeah, I like it. So. Awesome. Well, um, we're going to start off asking a question that we are asking all of our guests. So what is your best advice on how to balance being a boss lady and a mom? Just your, if you had one quick snippet of advice for everyone, what would it be? That's a, yeah good luck have a support network like seriously have people like hopefully the partner that you're with is that a number one person on the list right mm-hmm. if you're not with a partner I've been not been with a partner for a lot of my parenting years and it's been you just it you default to support system like I could not have done it without my people without friends and family um giving up and helping out and stepping in. And then as far as the boss part of that, I mean, gosh, I feel like, I don't know, moms are like, that's, that's a, the biggest, most important job, right? Like that, that's, if I heard like an NPR thing, like if you equate a dollar amount to everything that a mama does in the daytime, you couldn't afford me. I'm sorry. <laughs> like okay so first time I'm your restaurant person I prepare three meals a day that's think about three meals out a day and then I do the laundry not me you know what I mean ask women moms who go to work but if you're mom if you get to be a mom just a mom not just a mom but it's like that's so valuable and worthy like so I don't know that seems like your own boss right Mm -hmm. oh yeah so yeah yeah but that's like a hard job too so how do you balance it yeah yeah, we always say, you know, we're boss ladies and babies, but that doesn't mean you have to be a businesswoman. You know, all of right. us as mothers are boss ladies, and uh-huh. it's hard to balance right. it no matter what you're doing. Yeah, seriously. But that's just it. Like, you couldn't afford me if I was, like, if you paid for all the house stuff or the mom stuff, like, cha-ching, come on. Mm-hmm. Figures right there, baby. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So yeah, but definitely the support system Mm -hmm. and yeah, hundred percent. Have a takes a village. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, we wanted to kind of just pick your brain on the whole school situation. Um, where you teach, are you guys going back remotely to start with? I'm, I think most of Washington is, yeah. but I, yeah. I think there's some real rural parts that are meeting in person. Mm-hmm. It's crazy scary. But yeah, no, my district, I'm in down in Skagit County, which mm-hmm. is the second highest rate of COVID right now. Yay, go ahead. Oh, oh gosh, really? It's kind of a, sort of a more of a red community than Whatcom. It doesn't have a blue-ish Bellingham center. It's all very super conservative. So the the community really pushed for everybody in school in person, even though their rates are like 700% higher than when we closed in March. Uh, But the district and the faculty voted like, no, only 10% were willing to go back in full-time in-person. 90% of the teachers surveyed say, nope, we're not comfortable, won't go back. Yeah. So we are teaching remotely, but right now we know that means kids aren't coming into the building, but our district is currently bargaining um, for staff to not have to be in the building because the administration is requesting, requiring that teachers be in their contracted workspace during their contracted hours, yeah. which means, <laughs> right? I, yeah. So oh my gosh. our union is bargaining and fighting for that to not be the, the plan for the year. <gasps> It's like mm-hmm. literally today it's happening. So I'm like anxiously yeah. awaiting news, but I don't, I'm not comfortable with that. I think that's pointless. Why are we canceling school? Not canceling, teaching remotely, but yet mm-hmm. making teachers become susceptible mm-hmm. and exposed. And, you know, in, in our building, my particular building, I'm one of the oldest buildings in the district where I work. And it's like, you can't drink the tap water. We have mm-hmm. to bring in bottled water because there's, rust in the pipes and lead in the pipes the windows are all sealed shut because they weren't ever designed to be open windows and you have to walk through many classrooms to get to another classroom and there's no floor to ceiling walls it's it was designed to be like an open school model and Mm -hmm. they went in after the fact Mm -hmm. and made little smaller rooms with like faux walls so they're like Mm -hmm. almost to the ceiling but if we're talking about containment of (laughs) Yeah. Uh-huh, that's not going to do it. So yeah. I know I, it's frightening. So I'm, I mean, I can teach remotely from my house and I very happily will. And that's, I, I'll do a really good job at it. I promise. But yeah. if you make me come to school, then you're putting my, me and my family at risk. And mm-hmm. I don't like that. So that's where we are. Yeah. Uh, that's bizarre. Yeah. I, I have positive. I have positive vibes going. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck for that. That seems, yeah, that's weird and a really unnecessary, yeah, like you said, risk and just inconvenience. I mean, you're going to be teacher remotely. Who cares what your background is? Yeah. (laughs) Like, the pictures behind you, you could be anywhere. The kids don't know or care. That's, yeah. Yeah, What do you think the thought is behind that to make the kids? Oh, I know. They've given us the information. Yeah. No, the, it's all about public perception and social media. Wow. <laughs> they are very, yeah, our, our, we know that our 
voters don't support educators. We haven't been able to pass a bond or levy in many years. I would say eight to 15 years since we've passed any bonds or levies. So mm -hmm. they just don't vote for educators. So in the spring, when we were started remote learning and nobody knew what to do, there was a lot of staff making, doing really dumb things and posting on social media during contracted work hours mm -hmm. that they were baking or hiking or, you know, doing their thing. And that upset that that gives the perception that we're not working yeah. when in reality, you know, I don't know that person's life. Perhaps she has a two-year-old at home and I'm sorry if you're home moms and you have a two-year-old, you can't say, honey, I go play. I'm working. You're right. mom, you're everything. So maybe the teacher who was posting about going on a hike at two in the afternoon was actually having a time when they could do something as a family, et cetera. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. really hard to, but the fact that my district, and this is me being political, blah, 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 but if they really more worried about this perception, our district, our, our public perception, what, what families think of us rather than what we actually do and know. And I don't know, we're not a business per se. We know they, we already know that they don't support us. So why are you willing to put our lives at risk to get that support back? It just right. doesn't, it doesn't equate. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You wouldn't be worried yeah. about like losing out on yeah. levies or anything. They're not giving you anyways. And where are they going to send their kids? Are they going to go put them in yeah. private? Like yeah. they have no option either. Well, we'll be That's all dead. We'll be, we'll be dead. So there'll, there'll be no option. You know, well, there'll be, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's dumb. It's super dumb. So they want full parking lots. That's what they want the public to see is a full parking lot. And I'm like, I I, I can't. And, and oh, the icing on the cake is that the building that I work in, it's very old. And it can't support all teachers doing remote learning, as in the Wi-Fi can't support all the teachers working from their classrooms doing Wi-Fi at the same time. They, it can't. It's not powerful enough. So it's just, it's, yeah. It's do, you have any, do you have any insight on if that's what other districts are doing too? Because I feel like I've seen other teachers post about that on social media, that they're having, they're being required to go in to the school, all of the staff, which mm -hmm. just seems a little bit counterproductive for the whole distance. It does. And I think it, 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 it probably always boils back down to that accountability. Mm -hmm. Like, are you are a state employee the the your customers i guess not being a business but really is the public you know right. like they're the voters they pay for me i understand but if yeah if if it doesn't look like you're working because you're posting all over the place that you're not then it just don't do dumb things right so it i think it might be accountability and there was a lot of a lot of families were upset in the springtime because there wasn't enough or there was too much or they didn't know and how much time on computer. And literally what our district has been saying is like we were trying to build the airplane as we were flying. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew what we were doing. We scrambled. We made packets that really wasn't learning. It was just skill practice. But we understand that families like that. So there was a lot of hard stuff that was happening and we were doing it all right now, like literally trying to stay a day ahead, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just that the perception was we weren't working 
and we weren't able to produce quality stuff because we didn't know how to. We had yeah. no training. We yeah. had no professional development. We were just told, here you go. Now you have to finish the year remotely. Except we didn't know if it was finishing the year or not at the right. time. Right. It was three weeks. Here we go. Three weeks. Mm-hmm. You're going to nip it in the bud. Oh, Wish. that would have been nice. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would have been so amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's the only reason it's like, what does it look like to the public who are paying for your salary? And I can see that side of it too, but it's just not worth our lives. It no. just doesn't feel like it. As yeah. a PR person at heart, I say you all go in and take a picture of your classroom behind your desk and then green screen that on your Zoom. Oh, yeah. Can't you pick your background? There you go. So, Parents really care go. that much. Look, I'm sitting in my classroom every day. Yeah. Uh, parking <laughs> lots won't be full. Uh, uh, uh. Here's some what. We'll get some cardboard cutouts. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. If sports can do it right now, baseball's right? got cardboard cutouts. That's what I hear. We'll just make a cardboard cutout of all of our cars. I can make a 3D model of my car if it means I don't have to take <laughs> my life in my hands and be in my classroom. It's so ridiculous. So we're oh. hoping. I'm hoping. So I haven't heard anything yet. My phone's like glued to my side waiting for an update. But I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful that they just want to. I think the district is being tough so that they ensure we are not doing dumb things and mm-hmm. making sure the per- per- perception is that we're working, which I agree with. Like we should be working. We're paid. Mm-hmm. work don't goof off but again if you have littles at home or even a five-year-old and they're supposed to be working online the same time you're working online how's that gonna happen mm-hmm. yeah so I don't know it's there's still so many questions that are not answered yeah yeah, yeah. so moving like knowing that we're doing the distance learning and stuff for all how do you feel about actually doing that besides where it is even if you get to do it from home how do you feel about the actual like teaching virtually I'm excited slash nervous like Mm -hmm. I want to um our district and I think all the districts who kind of want to keep their uh, population their retention they want kids we've we've heard again on social media a lot of families are not wanting their kids on computer all day long, so they're unenrolling them. But for the families that are still sticking with it, um, we've got such a better program and a plan in place about expectations and rules and requirements. The very first time we went on our three-week first trial, we provided learning to families as an option, and some opted not to. And then it became a requirement, and still some opted not to. Like we, we, we didn't, in my sweet little small class of pretty with it families, there were three out of my 21 who never touched base for the rest of the year. And we found that universally. So that was like, eh. so we're going to be requiring kids to check in. So we will be taking attendance. We're going to be expecting them to, you know, log into their screen work. We're going to have family contact time. So there's so much more organized and structured about the fall that we didn't have time and knowledge about in the spring. So I feel, I feel like excited about it, but I'm also like, wow, this is going to be huge challenge, like huge learning curve. Mm -hmm. Like here we go. So yeah, 
What are you most looking forward to about it? And what are you most concerned about? I think I'm looking forward to like seeing the kids at home. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that kids behave one way at school and another way at home. And then, so I feel like there's just, it's a different kind of connection than I'm going to be making with a student. It's less, it's more of a partnership now more than ever. Whereas before it was more like, I would say 80, 20 kind of thing. Like I've got your kid for the day and we'll meet, we'll talk. And of course there's some, you know, we all with my families, with my parents, like we talk and communicate. However, it's, you know, this way, the new remote way, I mean, we're going to be talking and you're going to be in the background and I'm going to see more of your family life probably than I had before. So that's going to be insightful and I think good. Mm -hmm. I I mean, knowledge is power, right? Um, What I'm worried about is somehow not being able to get to all of the kiddos that I'm in charge of. Like that, that part of it is very like, okay, so I can't, I can't get a phone call from them. I can't get them on a zoom meeting. I can't, do my Google Classroom, they're not checking in. I've done everything I can. I mean, once upon a time, we would go to a family's house, mm. knock on doors, and like say, hey, what's going on? But I'm not comfortable doing that right now. No. It's off the table for me. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. more of a, that's a concern. So, yeah. Yeah. The concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about this whole distance learning as a parent? Because mm-hmm. your son's going to be home. What grade is he in? Well, he's 12. He'll be, so. he'll be going into seventh grade. Wow. Second oh year gosh. middle school. Yeah. He loved online learning. But Ellis is a guy who's, he's like a book tech nerd already. Nerd. Mm-hmm. And I say that with all the love. It's like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good nerd. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he's also really highly capable. He's really smart guy crazy smart I don't know where it comes from because man alive it's like he's and he's like it's he's okay mama brag for a minute but also I can put it in check because he's so and I hope he's still gone he's uh, so smart like he's like qualified in all these cat, high cat classes and stuff like that and yet the common sense part of his brain <laughs> zero development and I'm like oh yeah it's, it scares me like Oh, I love him so much, but I'm like, honey, solve the problem. What do you think makes sense? Don't just watch the pot of water boil over, turn it off, you know, things like that. So yeah. I love him, but yeah, it's like he's got all these brains, but not sure how to channel him yet. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Growth mindset. I think that's mindset. a generational I think that's a generational thing. I feel like <laughs> honestly, really? like things are just too easy for kids right now or you know or the younger generations how old yeah. do you sound but you know so that the common sense isn't developing as much as it was for some of the older generations because yeah. they don't have to think as much I don't know just a theory <laughs> I tried like I tried like I tried to develop self-reliance and self-sufficiency in my little classroom because my goodness if they were all this way it would be like we would only get half the year done because there would be so much having to I have to do for you now whereas you can do that you know but Mm -hmm. I love him god bless him I love him he's so sweet and he's been great but anyway getting back question wise he really thrived doing Mm -hmm. the remote learning Mm -hmm. so at middle school in Bellingham you get your own really fancy schmancy computer to check out for the year Mm -hmm. and it's your responsibility and you sign a contract and da 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 so he got to keep that 
So then their transition was really seamless for his math and his science because that teacher pretty much taught computer-wise already. Like her lessons were just, I think maybe Khan Academy, I don't know, some program and they just plugged into their computers for the day in the classroom. And if they had a question, she would pop in. And her science oh. instruction was that way, same. Hmm. I know it's not, not my desired model, but he, again, being a tech nerd, he liked it. Um, and then his ELA teacher, she did a great job, like providing lessons and giving instructions and having him do writing. And again, it was all handled from their checked out computer. And they'd already established a lot of online programs like Google Teams or Microsoft Teams. Um, that's their platform that they use. And he was already familiar with all that anyway. So those transitions were really easy for him. Um, his PE class, they just gave, you know, suggestions and recommendations and Ellis being the little type A guy he is, he was stressed out that he didn't get his walking minutes in for the day. I'm like, dude, nobody is checking you. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, what is going to happen? But he's like, but mom, I'm like, I'll put the 20 minutes and it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but anyway, so he I didn't feel really that. get <laughs> Yeah. He loved to pick and choose his classes or his work when he wanted to do it. And we, he's easy kid and he doesn't want to test the waters too much yet. So he's willing to get his work done and he sets his limits and he knows what he has to do every day. So it was really easy for him and I, and thank goodness, because I think I could have yeah, in my life at that moment, that's exactly what needed to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was good for him. And I think he's kind of a little excited. He's sad to be remote, but he's also, I don't have to do science in the morning kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I can save it for Friday afternoon, which he did. I was <laughs> like, okay, buddy, get it done. Get yeah. it done. He's like, yeah, I will. So, yeah, he liked it. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, so what, oh sorry go ahead I was just gonna say I, I I think it's probably a very extreme two-sided <laughs> either kids like Ellis are gonna really flourish or there's gonna be the kids yeah. that just like I don't know if I would have been able to sit in front of a screen and like if I didn't have someone like instructing me to do the things I don't know that I would have ever got anything right. done that's just yeah, yeah okay. no, and that's exactly like we're, and then we have to ask our families, our parents to become teachers, which they're not, like, that's not what they signed up to do, right? Yeah. Like, yes, we're our kids' first teachers in that regard, but when it comes to higher, you know, learning the academic content stuff, like, that's, you know, like, wow, how do you teach how to read? Like, wow, you have to break it down. That's a lot. There's a lot to it. So, I got, I got that in my back pocket. I know how to do that, but I don't know if all the families that we work with have that. So that's the other thing. It was super easy for my kid, hard for a lot of kids. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just, you and know. The, oh, the age difference too. Like your littles, like, oh, mm -hmm. so hard for them to be on the computer. Like they need to be doing physical learning, not tech learning. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And with the boss ladies, I mean, the conversation of, you know, is it even possible to work and be a mom right now with this? I mean, you know, of course the teachers are carrying the huge responsibility, but then the parents do have to be there teaching their kids as well and guiding them through yeah. this. And, mm -hmm. you know, how are you supposed to do that when you're also trying to work and raise your children? I mean, yeah, it's a lot. It's agreed. Yeah. Like in, 
it's every plan from every district I've seen, and I've looked at a couple different districts about their, you know, their, their, I don't know if your district has released what it's going to look like mm-hmm. yet for kids. And is your, Nora's not quite in school yet. No, she's only two. I'm, I'm just like so th- thankful <laughs> that she's that little still during yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, I'm yeah how was it for you? How was your spring? It was, it was different. <laughs> it was different. The, the, like stay home thing happened of course like right before both of them had like big field trips like Michael was just in pre-k but he was like loving school Piper's in first grade loved it um we I just completely was not I mean I don't think anyone was prepared but I especially I just struggle with routine like all of that thing all of that stuff really hard for me so to have them come home and there wasn't as much structure at first I'm like okay one Mm -hmm. I'm not going to worry about it we're just going to have time and we're going to try to sit down and do some something every day but it's hard to get them to sit down and sit still and pay attention and be motivated to do work if they are not in the mood like Mm -hmm. good luck forcing a seven-year-old to sit down and read if she doesn't feel like it like that part the first couple months was I think a harder transition for them just like going from being at school and separate from each other to being in the house together, big sister, little brother all the time. They kind of fought a lot, but now, I mean, this is Michael's dream come true. He's going to be starting kindergarten and he just really was not looking forward to it. I don't think he like, he just has a lot of like, he's just such a mama's boy. So he's like, I don't, I don't want to go. He like still even dropping him off at preschool in the mornings. He'd like not want to go most days and just want to stay home. So he's like, I get to stay home. Like, this is awesome. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Like, okay. Well, he, he would have done fine. And it's like really sad that that's how he's going to be starting school. But, um, but Piper will be fine too. She, there, she's social, but we're not like super social outside of school. Like she doesn't go play at friends' houses or anything yet. And since we're out in the county, we don't have like neighbors. She'll just go hang out with or anything. Yeah. So being more homebodies, they're kind of used to. So they luckily haven't been impacted that much over the long run. Um, mm-hmm. But I am can am definitely sad about this year. I'm like, this was going to be my first year. They were both going to be in school full time. It was time. Yeah. It's like, I could get a job. Like, <laughs> ooh, what am I going to do? Like, crazy. So not this year. And I definitely That's was not, not planning on, yeah. on homeschooling. But they seem yeah. to have yeah, a much hurt their district. We're going to go pick up Piper's laptop tomorrow. Little MacBook wow. or whatever, which is crazy. Uh, and uh, uh-huh. a lot better structured, like, actual schedule. Like you said, it mm-hmm. seems really similar. So I think it'll, yeah. I mean, he's doing the best they can. And that's all yeah. we can really ask anybody right now right that's I wish that more families have the mentality like we are trying we're trying our hardest this is new to us and give us grace because as we gave you grace in the spring like yeah we get it it's really hard yes now when it's our turn it's really hard we're trying um yeah so yeah yeah it's not gonna be perfect Mm -hmm. everybody to try you know yeah they can no but I think getting back like mentioned like do you 
if you look at the schedule for a little person like K2, even K3, they're, they're only eight and nine when they're third grade too. So I don't think personally that they should be home alone yet, but it's legally allowed by the law. The state says they can be by themselves. What's the age that they're allowed to be home alone? Eight. Eight? Eight? Yep. Wow. Wow. I know. Could you imagine? I wouldn't. I would I mean, I couldn't. Yeah. Looking I back on when I was, I mean, I don't remember what age I started, like, taking the bus home and hanging out for a couple hours. Yeah. But that also, I'm like, but that was in the, like, 90s. That just seems so yeah. I was, like, 12, but my parents were also really overprotective. I was, like, 12 or 13 before they ever let me yeah. be alone. Eight? Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, and my sister and I are two years apart, and we were, like, the OG latchkey kids, like, mm-hmm. Mom and dad divorced. We got ourselves to school and home from school every day. And my older sister mothered me for, well, she still tries to do that. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, she, that's, and we were like eight and 10 or maybe like even seven and nine. And mm. yeah, it was, but yeah, anyway, um, if looking at the schedules that the districts are throwing out and putting up there, and I think they're all kind of similar. I think they borrowed from each other, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's as if it, there has to be a adult with that kiddo all day long monitoring and doing the thing. So it expects there to be a full-time adult or person who knows how to use technology and manage this kid at home with that person all day long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you are in daycare or if you only have older sister at home watching you or I mean... It, that's what these schedules that we're showing families expect and kind of almost require. And that isn't mm. the reality. So right. I hope again, there's going to be some kind of grace when, if we expect kids to check in at nine 30 and that's when they're being driven to daycare, or that's when they're with Abalito who doesn't know, have a computer or even Wi-Fi, then mm. we have to make allowances. So yeah, I don't think if, yeah, it, like you said, like this year of all years, there's, you've got to be at home to be able to teach your kid, even though it's school, homeschool, right? Yeah. yeah. Is there any yeah. flexibility where they can, like, work, like, do, I guess you can't do a full week on the weekend. So, I mean, is there yeah. any flexibility that you know of with evening I mean, absence? Yeah. I think there's going to have to be. Like, I mean, obviously, like, we can't penalize a kid for not coming to class if they can't access the devices mm-hmm. or the tech or the person. like that's not mm-hmm. their fault and it's not the family's fault it's just that's the reality and so we have to say as long as they're checking in you know they're probably gonna hopefully we'll be communicating with the families via skype or loom or whatever zoom and um try to touch base with them and find out okay hey johnny isn't going to be at that 9 30 meeting today but we're going to go in after work at six o'clock and take care of everything he needs to I'm like great thanks for checking in check it off that right? just gives you guys as teachers just like a whole nother mess of, of <laughs> a task I mean because sure it's going to be really hard for the families yeah. but I mean in the ideal world for the teacher side everybody would be doing it at the same time so that I mean that's yeah. gonna be a mess I think yeah I want I want to say that there's I think Maybe it's just the first days of the week of planning that we get to set up our virtual classroom style. But I feel like there's in each day in my district, there's like some parent teacher contact time built in Mm -hmm. to my quote unquote contacted time, whereas I've never had that before. Mm -hmm. So that was always like on your 15 minute planning or during your. So I think they've set apart a part a time in our day. But again, 
you're a working mom or dad. I can't call you at 2.30 when it's my car. You know what I mean? So right, there's, right. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of home, or well, at home, at home work, you know, after hours work, just because yeah. I want to make sure my kids are doing what they're supposed to do. So, yeah, yeah, yeah we're not a nine to five. This is yeah. not a nine to five job. It mm-hmm. never has been. Yeah. I never leave my job at three or four and say, okay, done for the day. I always bring home my bag. And right. yeah, yeah. That was a point of contention with the missus a while ago. So she's like, really? You're still, yes, 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 dear. Yes, yes. Teacher's job is never done. Yeah. 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 So. Um, So what, what kind of things can parents and like families be doing to prepare for this new school life? Oh, man. Oh, I don't know. Gosh. I mean, it's like, I always say as a teacher, the best thing we can do is like read. Like, I know that's like preparing kids for readiness and everything, but that's really like a number one, just read with the kids, read with them, have you read, ask questions about what you've read. But that's like just getting brain readiness going, right? That's Mm -hmm. a number one, always do that. Um, for remote learning and gosh, I don't even know. It just, um, there's going to be a lot of hiccups. There's going to be a lot of bugs. Um, maybe teaching kids like whatever learning platform the district is using, give them a little intro to that. Like our district uses Google Classroom. So I might take my kiddo aside and say, Hey, when Piper gets her, laptop tomorrow find out what operating system or learning management system they're using and like explore and play with that she might have familiarity with it from last year when she was still but it might be just a little time to play with both of it um Mm -hmm. once you learn what system your district's going to be using um google classroom or seesaw or whatever there's a lot of different ones that are being chosen um do a YouTube search on how to use this platform, you know, find out the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. I've been making a, I, like I say, we use Google clap classroom. So I'm making a kid's classroom page, but I'm also making a parent's classroom page and I'm putting links in to the things I expect them to do and use. Like here's a video to show you how to blah, blah, blah. Hey, you couldn't figure out how to do this. Try to watch this video just so there's like, because it's all out there. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, ideally, I'd be telling them this in face-to-person on back-to-school night, but we don't have that, but they still need the information. So find out what programs your district is using and get knowledgeable with them and kids and parents together because you're going to both be using them. That's probably the biggest help you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you have your logins and passwords for all the programs as well saved or stored somewhere because, right, like, they're going to be using online software that they've never used before. And they're going to have their library account and they're going to have their Zoom account. So just being able to have those quick and easy. Because mm-hmm. um, I told my computer to store them and it doesn't always work yeah. that way. So, yeah, those are probably two of the biggest helps that would give them a leg up. Yeah. And maybe build it. I hate to say this because I'm not an advocate for computer, like, screen learning I think kids learn better like littles littles like tactilely and with music and dance and you know all that kind of stuff but 
build, have them help build sort of a tolerance or build up something for being able to attend to a screen and maybe like screen etiquette, you know, Zoom etiquette, Mm. keep your mute button on until you get to, (laughs) you know. Once they learn that mute button, you're in big trouble <laughs> to unmute. Oh, yeah. Did you hear? Yeah. Did you hear about the um the junior high or high school kids who are playing pranks on teachers? Like, they changed their name to always say, like, waiting. So it looked like they were always trying to load or they would, like, have a video of themselves on loop looking like they were attending their zoom meeting with their teacher there was just a really really clever creative creative yeah oh Yeah. Oh, man that's a youtube rabbit hole (laughs) yeah oh my gosh is there a concern that like parents and kids end up liking this way this style so Mm -hmm. much that this becomes a new normal moving forward I have not heard that. I've heard there's like three schools of thought that are going around the social media and teacher friends and stuff like that, family friends. Like one, okay, we're going to trust the school and let them do their thing and I'm going to support them or I'm going to try. Right. The remote learning, it's what we're trying. It's what they're providing us. Okay. And then there's the, I'm not letting my kid be on the computer for four or five hours a day. I'm going to withdraw them and do homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And they're not support the schools which is fine that means if you withdraw that's cool but I don't know if families know that we are funded by how many kids we have in our buildings so uh, it's frightening and then the third the third one is okay or actually there's four so then there's the next one that says okay I'll try the online one and if I don't like it I'll just pull them out and then I'll, I'll try homeschooling and if I don't like them I'll put them in so there's so much but there's nobody that says even with the first group that says, I'm going to trust the schools, there's not been rave reviews, but it's not ideal. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, nothing's ideal right now. I, I don't think we'll have to worry that public ed, as we used to know it, will not resume some sort of back to school like that at some point. Good. Yeah. And I mean, there are online learnings going on for little people or, you know, when I say little people, I don't mean... I mean, young kids, sorry. Yeah, 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 no. Yeah, we got that. (laughs) There's been online learning schools already, so it can be done. And if parents like that model, I feel like, hey, find that is your resource for your kiddo. But I don't think most families are going to be loving. It's just hard, right? You're doing two jobs. Mm -hmm. If you have a job and now you're a teacher at the same time, I don't, if you've got a kindergartner in school, I don't know how, and you're a teacher, and you have to be teaching the same time your kiddo has to be. I'm like, how? How is that going to happen? So I don't know. I'm, yeah. I was talking to someone, and they had they made a comment like, "Oh, school's never going to go back. They're never going to go back to having school." I was like, "Oh no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no!" I will tell you right now, there are parents out there who don't want their kids home all day. There's not. I mean, right. as much yeah. them. Like everybody yeah, right. needs that break from each other mm-hmm. in the majority, you know, people that are yeah. used to public school. So I, yeah. I, I don't see that being a, a risk ever. Hopefully, please, I don't, I don't God, so. please. <laughs> and if maybe if there is a big enough contingent, maybe there will be that subsect of um, remote learning Washington or something like that. Hey, you liked it. Okay. You want to keep doing it? Great. Cool. Yeah. I mean. It kind of opens up a lot of doors for some families who don't want to be sedentary or, you know, if you want to 
it can be done. It absolutely can be done. But yeah, not what I signed up for. No. <laughs> I don't think it's what a lot of families no. signed up for. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some concerns about what children might be missing out on, like both academically and socially? And just maybe some tips on how to combat those fears. We, the hugest thing that we're worried about is the social emotional learning that is not happening in a classroom when it's remote. Like we, like you can't, right? We, how do you build relationship when you've got 27 little screens and not people next to you? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of districts are specifically planning for social emotional learning within the context of their day that they're showing to families. Like our district has SEL time as social emotional learning time where we as teachers are providing some kind of lesson, albeit remotely on a social emotional learning something or other. So that's probably the biggest challenge that is going to be lost socially is that they just don't have opportunity to grow those skills like mm-hmm. there's just yeah. you know how do you resolve a problem when you with that friend who's poking you when there's no friend yeah. there to poke yeah. You. so yeah we're we're going to be working on you know building those into our lessons uh during our day and then academically i don't know there's we're going to we we've done a lot of work in our district to shave off or pare down the common core standards in math and English language arts so that we're teaching like the big essentials because we know we need to make sure those ones are, you know, uh, at standard. We've got to get these kids at standard on these essential standards so that they can continue to grow. So we're, I think that's, and the, and the challenge with that is, um, is that okay? I think maybe it's like professionally, is that an okay thing to do? Like we're, mm-hmm. we're leaving off this, but we're cho- like, it's not me choosing it. The state has decided these are the essentials. So that's kind of what we have. So we don't get to do some of the fun stuff that we maybe used to do, yeah. you know, and arts and crafts. I mean, how, right? Like, I, so yeah. And another challenge that I know my district is doing is they want everybody to be doing the same thing at the same time in all the buildings and we're very different and unique. And so trying to find commonality between 20 or 25 odd teachers who don't ever work together is going to be a huge thing. So I'm a little, I wonder how that's going to look for families and what, yeah. So that's another challenge. Like, okay, what are we doing with that? So, Hmm. yeah. Hopefully everybody wears their masks and social distances and then we can just be done with it and get back to real life. That would be nice. That'd be real awesome. My gosh. That'd be real awesome. Yeah. Do you think the social distance, just from a, as far as what the children can handle, do you think that the uh, distance learning is better than a world in which they go to school having to wear masks, stay six feet apart, can't have recess, you know, like kind of what they were originally talking about? I mean, what do you think is Um, better? I don't think a little person, kids, I don't think kids are going to be able to maintain that for a full day, a six hour day. I mean, mm-hmm. no, I mean, I don't get it. It doesn't, a kindergarten, a five-year-old keeping, have you guys had your kids out in public with masks yet? 
No. I I have not <laughs> yeah. often, so the like yeah. novelty of it, they still are like excited about it and they do okay. well. But yeah, but I mean that's that's different. That's running into right. Home Depot to you know yeah. and in and out. Like it has uh-huh. not been anything for long yeah. periods of time. And yeah, it's different. It's I don't and how do you keep a kid six feet away from somebody yeah. else? Like you they can't. don't. I mean, I want to run from like I want to hug my little babies and close to them. I yeah. just it's it's unnatural. It's mm-hmm. not human behavior. So I mean, carry a yardstick, and I don't know. Like, what do you? Exactly. Uh, That's like psychologically, this is. I mean, the distance learning, as tough as it might be, is probably better for the children. At the I end of the day. So I mean the ones we gotta have concern about are the families who yeah, the ones who need the break from each other. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, right. like yeah, yeah. And also our families who come to school to get their nutrition first mm-hmm. and yeah. So we we're worried a lot about some families who don't have a lot of good coping skills with extra stress. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, right. Yeah. Because we're not seeing those kiddos in person, which we like to see a lot of our kiddos in person because it's like, are you okay? Let's do a check. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's a lot of worry yeah. to carry on top of everything else for mm-hmm. you guys. Yeah. <sighs> Man. Well, do you guys have anything, any other thoughts on, I mean, on distance learning? It's, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to think I, about so many angles to consider i'm so mm-hmm. glad that i'm not like an administrative <laughs> staff having to plan all of this right now is a nightmare i can't imagine yeah it's oh hard times um just last like give everybody some grace and leeway and just think and know that we're trying that's i mean everybody on all sides i know the families are trying i know the kids are trying i know that i am trying i know the boss is trying so it's all uncharted and scary and messy. Yeah. There you go. It's a mud pie. It's yeah. a big old mud pie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, speaking of messy. Let's see if we can nail down one of the hot mess moments that you want to share. I mean, I like the look of my body and my skin when I wear white or light colors, except like daily, if I am wearing clothes that are unstained, it's a miracle. <laughs> so what I had got, yeah, like one day, like coffee and walking with coffee all the time. And I have my thermos cup that's sealed all the way, but inevitably I apparently have a drinking problem and I can't make it go from my lip. So it has to dribble, and the girls tend to catch most of the coffee. Um, So one day at work, it was my evaluation day with my cute as can be assistant principal, who is like type A, cute, adorable, perky, young, a former first grade teacher that you all want to have. Mm. And she's just like put together, like to the nines, right? And I had my new like light colored pants that were really cute. And of course, it was a day where I get my coffee. And of course, it was a day where I'm slamming the car door shut and three-fourths of it goes down the front of me. And I'm like, of course. And I mean, 
that was she's like yeah i know brooke i know you just always have a little something going on and i'm like yeah i'm always a hot mess right she's like well so they're wonderful people who know and love me and they know i have a coffee addiction so fair (laughs) and i have to apparently wear it all because i have a coffee and liquid drinking problem we'll just leave it at that so It got all over my light pink pants. And I'm like, oh, of course. Oh. It so that's just one that yeah. comes to mind. And yeah. It so. never happens when you're wearing black. It just no. doesn't. <laughs> but if it does, you wouldn't know, which is primarily why I'm just like, ah, yeah, Schitt's Creek. The style of Schitt's Creek, I just want, right? I want <laughs> David and Moira's wardrobe. Black and oh white. It's always black and white. I can yeah. do that. Yeah, and you look so chic, and no one knows that it's the hide stains. (laughs) Oh, I know. So that's about it. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Well, we chatted your ear off. I appreciate you letting us ask all the questions. I know you're like not the official representative of all teachers everywhere, but we really appreciate hearing perspective. Yeah, no, I've got some opinionated ideas, so, you know, yeah, going to call it spade a spade, so. There you go. <laughs> That's, I mean, we all need a little more of that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah thank you guys, this was fun. When I told Ellis I was going to be on a podcast, he's like, <sighs> a little, like, sparkly, oh. I'd start struck, I'm like, you know. My mother is on a podcast! Just, <laughs> so funny, he's that. so funny, so cute. <laughs> So yeah, because we all we all podcasted up over here. So anyway, all right. Well, thank Bye. you so much. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Boss Ladies and Babies. And until next time. Stay Stay bossy. bossy.